Hey guys, welcome to Debrief after episode with uh, Sagar. Um, David, I really like Sagar and Jetty. Mm-hmm. Like that was just a really fun conversation. Yeah. Like I enjoyed talking to him as, yeah, as human to human. As, podcaster to podcaster. I yeah. love podcast episodes. Did you notice how fast that episode got rolling? Like mm-hmm. we were talking way faster than we would talk with a normal guest. But just yeah. because like, yeah, podcaster, we got, we got the microphones. Like we got the thoughts. <laughs> we know how to do this. Let's, let's talk about stuff. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, it was very, like, um, we had some things we wanted to cover, but it was a very just free-flowing conversation, like, no real mm-hmm. agenda going in. I, um, how much have you listened to, like, Breaking Points? Because, so so here's my thing, is I am not a politics podcast connoisseur. Um, right. Like, I just don't um, listen enough, because politics is not something that interests me enough. Like, it does in the macro, but, like, the day-to-day of who's winning what election in which state, um, doesn't interest me so much, but I will say breaking points, the, the times I've listened to it, um, has been a pretty good concept, like yeah. a podcast on politics. Like I've enjoyed it. The, the conversations are nuanced. You could tell soccer as just a real human with real opinions. He doesn't, um, talk like he's, I don't know, been corporatized. He just has, it's something genuine about it, something mm-hmm. authentic about that. And I think that's what people want is they yeah. really want just, raw authentic voices that are smart that have thought things through that have some nuance and are are just going off the script right um isn't pre-prescribed content right uh, going off the script i think is is the real theme where where we like we have one of the reasons why there's like so much nihilism and depression and like rejection of society these days is because of, of the same story that Sagar told when he was working in the government in the White House and he was like you must fit inside of this mold and at some mm. point he was like f this mold yeah. I'm out of here yeah. and a lot of people say that as 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 a that is a microcosm of like society at large where like mm. go into your 9 to 5 job fit into this mold do this pre-prescribed like path for yourself and a lot of people say F that mold, F that path, but like 90% of those people become depressed and anxious and can't find their own foundations. Right. People like Sagar and Crystal were like, F that mold, we're building our, we're becoming the best version of ourselves, self-actualization. And there's like an interesting through line here between centralization versus decentralization, where what is Sagar's and Crystal's uh, media entity other than an independent ran by two people organization that's outside of the mold and it's free from the the large institutions of this world and same thing with bankless right like well i mean we didn't really there's not a perfect corollary because we didn't have a white house to escape from we have this, <laughs> this blank slate of like no yeah, media right exists now. at all so actually we'll i think it it's ourselves. harder the way he did it because he had to say no to some things i mean right what well, he said he was 30 i mean his age mm-hmm. he was already in the, the white house um press press room that, yeah, that's right. a big freaking deal. It's a big deal, yeah. And so I mean, like, he said that. He's like, yeah, dude, I had my, my life was made at that point. Yeah, for you and I, we didn't have, like, the thing to go escape, right? right. Like, I just, you know. I had uh, that to escape. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we just we just came here. We, we kind of started here. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that's um that's a big piece of it, that um, that authenticity, mm-hmm. um, ability to speak, speak his mind. Well, the, this pattern of centralized mold that you must fit into versus making your own way 
is something that has always made me very hopeful about crypto web3 ethereum is that it provides platforms for many independent people to make their own way that doesn't necessitate succumbing to fitting inside of some larger centralized mold pre-prescribed notion of how you need to look well the other reason i i think i've found like some kindred spirit in what he's saying is um there's like a very there's a nuanced first principles approach to some of his takes right it's like um I guess I don't have many examples of those with platforms who have built that platform being a combination of anti-establishment, but also like um, with nuance, like taking kind of like a, you know, a middle of the road type. Like what I've seen is anti-establishment, but then like demagogue, right? Like propping themselves up as the God King who's going Mm -hmm. to come save Right, and which like, is like, oh, I'm the new establishment now. Is like exactly yeah. that's what that, uh-huh. and, and so he's not doing that. They're not doing that. There's you could very much tell that egoless, right? Yeah, you couldn't like put him in like put them in a box of like, oh, you're right, you're left, uh, that sort of thing. There's just there's some base principles that they believe in. They kind of build their worldview from there, but you can't put them in sort of a box. It also didn't seem to be like he's trying to build a. Um, I don't know, a platform like a, a politician might, or even some of these um, influencer, I get, I, people say that, like call us influencers from time to, I kind of reject that, right? It's like, no, we're just, I mean. I've got my take on that, yeah. It's like, I'm not an influencer. I mean, we just have a podcast, we have a voice. I do think we, we have we a platform. We influence. Though. We do the, we do influence. Yeah. Influencer, the label influencer, if you want to be strict about it, is an influencer is somebody who influences for influencing sake. As mm. in, what is my job? I influence. Why right. do you come talk to me? Because I influence. We are educators. We educate things. We teach. We create our own content. It happens to also influence people, but we're educators first. I think there is... Like, a, is, is... Never mind. I'm not that, 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 that's like, I... Look, I, the my, the model I like is kind of um, like Lex Friedman is one, Sam Harris uh-huh, is another, sure. and then Breaking Point, Sauger and Crystal. Right. I mean, that'd be another, like Kindred Spirits with them. I mean, I have less affinity for like, a, I guess in crypto, like a BitBoy, for instance. Right. Or I don't know. BitBoy is an influencer because that is his business model. Right. And I don't, I don't know, maybe the talking heads and like, um, I don't know, um, what's his name? The guy in uh, Fox News. And then uh, you have on, uh, Yeah. Tucker Carlson, right? Yeah. That side, right? And then you have kind of the, the corollary on the on the left. I can't think of mm-hmm. um, Rachel Maddow. Rachel maybe. Maddow, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you have those and like, it's just not a lot of nuance, not a lot of like both sides, not a lot of kind of debate, not a lot, I don't know. So anyway, there's kindred spirit there for me too. And I was really pleased to hear him like, he did the research. Like he went back and rather than parrot the thing that he heard about crypto, Mm. And he talked to Balaji in the early, like 2017. And um, I'm sure he's, like he's monitoring politics full time by dipping into to the FTX story. And you could just take the headlines, very easy to take the headlines. But what did he do? No, he went and he watched the Voorhees and S- like that's SBF debate. Right. And he- that's primary research. Primary research. He established this as, oh, this is important, the story, and it's actually not getting enough coverage. And yeah, he's just doing his- doing his homework so he can kind of formulate these opinions. And there's something very refreshing about that. Um, what do you think about his thoughts on building a, a media business? Like, is there some learnings there or like a media platform? Yeah. Um, anything like what specifically? Being what, captureless what was sort of a thing. Not oh, being captured. That, well, I think like that's not just media. That's just like the future. Mm-hmm. 
as in that's what crypto enables, but also it's kind of like if society is going to have a future at all, like it has to produce systems that are captureless. Like the story, the story of society is we produce a system, a scaffolding for a foundation for all of society to build upon. Then some people figure out how to capture it. And then that foundation crumbles somehow the way that this society always works is while one system is crumbling, we find a way to make a new system, either like before the system crumbles or after, but we make a new system that's better. And then that system's the new meta. And like we're on top of that system and then people figure out how to capture it. And then that system breaks because of centralization and fragility and hierarchy. Uh, and then we make a new system. And that's been the way that society has evolved ever since. And now we are following, watching the demise of democracy and we are watching the rise of crypto protocols. Yeah, I think that's one piece of it. I, 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 I'm even talking about like how do you create a um, capture resistant media company though? Mm. It's sort of been on my mind, right? Like, well, I think like uh, tokens and yeah. permissionless payments is a way to have uh, like intermediaries, banks, whatever, are always the source of corruption and capture. Why can you not do like sex work on the internet? Well, because MasterCard Visa won't let you do that because the powers that be have said that, you know, explicit content is not going to be serviced by our payment providers. Uh, if Bankless becomes... Uh, explicit according to the powers that be and we can't be served payment via visa or whatever mm -hmm. well we have crypto uh and so they could pay us via permissionlessly via crypto rails we can also if we wanted to do things like issue a token or mm -hmm. issue an nft that would allow us to have some sort of financing of our of our means and if it went directly to the people that expressed value for us no one can stop us so now we have this permissionless foundation to create ways that Things that are already captured, the payment systems, tradi traditional media, now they can't touch us because we have permissionless it payments can't turn and permissionless. Us off, you know, we can't turn us off. That kind we of can't thing. turn off the money spigot. I, I also think that um, there's an element of these are tools in the toolbox, right? But you could mm -hmm. still mess them up. So, Probably. like, you could, you could, like, let's say you did a token type thing, but then you, so, you had your token owned by a bunch of VCs who were actually pulling the strings mm -hmm. and, like, expecting right. the token price to go right. up. Tokens are perfect, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just thinking about, um, so I actually believe that the sagas of the world, uh, for example, in this kind of new media, like uh, entity type thing is going to completely, I'm more bullish maybe oh, than yeah. he is. Uh, like, this is going to completely eat old media. Yeah. I just like, why would you ever, t like, when you have sources like this, why, I mean, think about the difference between um, Bankless and CNBC when it comes to like trying to understand crypto. Right. I mean, you, Jim Cramer versus like, it's just, it's night and day. Right. And, and so like the content is better. Um, but if we are going to eat new media, how do we not, or old media, how do we not fall into the trap of like creating vectors for corruption? Right. Right. Um, and I think there are ways where, sponsor revenue or reliance on sponsor revenue could do that for instance mm -hmm. i think there's also a threat of if you let subscription revenue be kind of the driver of your business it can also do that like the community um i think that sometimes you could put token economics in in a in a place that actually leads to capture somehow 100 yeah. and like it, at, at the end of the day it's 
the, I don't know. The only thing that I've found that can kind of resist that is like, if you build if you're talking about decentralized media, doesn't it just come back to like the media creators being the ones that have freedom and autonomy and control? Like once you start to make a machine out of that, uh-huh. then like you start to lose the thing that is independent and, and, you know, unique. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I also think it's them and their audience. I think it's a 50, 50 relationship between the creators and the consumers of those creations. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, Sagar and Crystal, one of the angles that it, well, I was doing like my research on as to what this is, is um, uh, Sagar and Crystal argue with each other and they disagree at times. Yeah. But like that comes off as authenticity and like uncaptured thoughts. And I think like something that we have been hyper aware of is like when the bankless community sniffs something that they don't like, they come running with torches. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. Uh, and so like, we we would lose our business if we got captured because that's what we're about. Right. Like that's the point. So you're you're making the point of like um, layer zero. Yeah, it's basically like you become the community. Like there's like some sort of um, relationship yeah, between yeah. the creator and the community that you kind of feed mm-hmm. off one another, right. and you right. you become more like the community that you attract, and you attract more people that you know. Right. But then you have to worry about community it's, capture, right? Audience capture, right? So it's always like. We as content creators need to remain authentic. Our community will keep us in check to preserve that authenticity. We must also make sometimes our community pissed off when we are the ones who are saying like, no, this is the right choice because of independence and corruption resistance. Like it's a, it's a back and forth relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if we, if, cause like our community isn't like homogenous, it's not a blank, uh, 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 what's the word? Uh, there's not like it's n- there's not one community. There's many different smaller sub communities that listen to Bankless. Each one has their own opinions and takes, and so the loud ones uh, might drown out the quiet ones, and the loud ones might have different opinions than the quiet ones. And so we, as community leaders, if you want to call us that, need to make sure that we allow for all voices to be heard, not just the loud ones. I d- I do think that crypto can give. Um creators independent creators more tools though i guess back 100%. back to kind of your point right which is like um i mean before the internet we had no distribution i i, I look at like social media and web too that's the distribution angle but it's not good at, it's not very good at monetization right mm-hmm. um and crypto give provides new monetization avenues so that you don't have to rely necessarily on just sponsors right mm-hmm. and um you know substack is an example of that membership uh, type model but then you have like nfts for example that could be member driven type nfts and we've been experimenting with collectibles uh at bankless and i mean so you have more tools in the in the tool belt uh to try to mm-hmm. you know get diversify i think that's the key yeah. is like kind of diversifying is something that Sagar mm-hmm. said too is like the different ways your platform is supported from a revenue perspective you have multiple things then you you won't necessarily be captured by any one thing so there's a balance there. That's uh, interesting. That's an interesting take. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, um, what'd you think about his take on, um, politics in general and, or actually before there, um, some of the stories about the corruption of mainstream media, like, is this really how it happens? Is this how like, headlines I are I knew that it was true, attracted? but when anyone tells me a story, I, like, I don't think anyone's told me as explicit a story as, uh, Sagar did. 
It just blows my mind, well, just man. Just like Hillary Clinton, like the Hillary Clinton. Campaign. Hillary Clinton just said, said, called up and said no, and then that's just the way that it was. Wow. It's like court of Clinton. But this goes back to, I guess, the layer zero is somebody has to have the balls to say, just I'm not saying sorry, I'm not retracting, I'll right. quit if you do that, and I'll go start yeah. an independent. Like yeah. it comes, it does come back to people, right? Not right. It it just seems like there's this crazy polarization that. Like the the world just seems to be more polarized lately, right? Like mm-hmm. left versus right is more polarized. But like one of the big polarizations is that over time, wealth becomes unequal, wealth concentrates, and we're just like watching that story unfold in the media, where just like the rich and powerful got intertwined with the media institutions more and more and more, and like now it's gotten to the point where just like there's just like this system out there between media, lobbying groups, and politicians. And that is just a different world yeah. than the the ninety nine percent rest of the world, and that is just becoming more and more and more different every single Man, year. Man, he was cynical on politicians, wasn't he? Well, I mean, if they they should be called governors, this is this isn't a game of politics. American government he said is that about they're all governance. dumb. Like it was like you know more cynical than probably I would be about it. I what's interesting about that is um, so five minute we had five minutes in between. Fin- stopping hitting the, the like the end button on this episode, mm-hmm. and then we just did a live stream with uh, Senator, Senator Pat Toomey. Toomey, yeah. And um, Sager had said during the episode we just recorded that hey, be prepared for him to come in with like His scripts, a script, yeah. and with things he wants to say, and to kind of like run on. And that's honestly, do David, you feel like that, that? Do you feel like Pat Toomey did that? No. I didn't feel like that either. I thought it, so. Maybe I'm dumb or just not used to um, right. talking to interviewing politicians at this level. I mean, to be a senator, uh, Sagar's point was like, you have to do all these things. You have to be really good at it. But like, honestly, the conversation we just had with Pat Toomey was intuitive and logical. Was intuitive, logical. It was. Um, he had done the homework. Like he knows this industry. He knows the players. I mean, he mentioned Luna, uh, Tara Luna. Um, he mentioned it like yeah, FTX yeah. and some like it wasn't there was there were some things that he said that was like this is clearly your thinking your intuition yeah. about this not a script. I didn't think any to be I didn't think any of it was scripted. Mm-mm. Like maybe that's a unique conversation. I guess this is the first time we've ever had a senator on the show. But like, um, I came out of that pretty bullish right. on like here is at least a senator right. who understands the big picture reasons why crypto is here and why mm-hmm. we care about this and are fighting in DC and actually has some pra- practical plans. Like I think stable coins is a totally reasonable win for America. What do you want to do America? We want to export the dollar some more and win, you know, like cool America, you get to it, go yeah. do that. And then in, in the process of doing that, you can make sure that our centrally backed stable coins are like backed up by real dollars. That would be cool. I'd really like to know if like a tether or like have 100% certainty that a USDC was backed up by real dollars. That's mm-hmm. a win. Anyway, it was just like a oh, really good conversation. It left me unjaded. Um, or is that is that me being naive about yeah, this? Yeah, I, I, would, I would like to go back to Sagar and be like, hey, listen to this to me. Yeah. You, let me know. Did that, did that fit your mold or what? Yeah, is that know. something different? Am I reading into something like the one senator that's pro crypto is also the one senator that breaks the mold of? <laughs> Why do you think Toomey's pro crypto? 
the cynical oh. thing in my head is now is always like, oh, I wonder who's paid him. I mean, how many senators are there? 51, 52? One of them's got to be pro crypto. Maybe there's 100. Oh, excuse me, 101, Yeah, 102? but there's, there's like, you're talking about Democrat or Republican. There's like half and half. Actually, I don't know what the split is. Wasn't that in debate? I don't know who has majority after the election. Can right. you imagine that once upon a time I wanted to be in politics? Did you uh, <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> well, you helped out on the Yang campaign. Once yeah, upon time. For, even before that, though, Yang, Yang, me volunteering for Yang was like, "Hey, okay, fine, I'll get back into this game." Who's to say you're not in politics now? I am okay. in politics. You're in politics. I've been in politics. There was when was that? It was like in 2020 or something, where I was like, "Okay, so I got into politics, got, like became disillusioned." <laughs> fell in love with yang he didn't get elected said f it like i'll join crypto because it's so anti-politics it's great and then i realized that oh no it's actually so anti-politics that it's full circle that it's is politics, politics. yeah <laughs> we're building like new coordination systems like yeah uh-huh uh but it's a high leverage way to be involved in politics it's in my opinion. politics without politicians it's always the politicians <laughs> that's the problem I mean, at its best, it is. But politics we still have to deal by with, protocol, not politics. We still have to deal with their demagogues, don't somewhere. we? In some yeah. of these protocols. Um, yeah. yeah, but um, okay, so you're in politics now. That was an example of maybe, you know, politician I, that, that um, you know, kind of gets it, quote unquote. I don't know how common that is. I don't know how successful he'll be. I think he's actually retiring next year, by the way. <laughs> Sick. That's... So. Great. I'm glad that you told me that just after talking to him for the first time, so I didn't get my hopes up. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. Um, all right, but he doesn't think so. He thinks that it's going to be Trump and Biden in 2024. I don't know any different. That is a mess, isn't dude. That's stupid. Again, though. we're doing this again. Yeah. Right? He thinks the probability of civil war is low, like probability of like violence as an outcome. But like, I don't know, David. How does a Trump v Biden thing end? It definitely ends in an election dispute, doesn't it? I mean, like, it, 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 yeah. Look, not my field, but it's crazy how he hasn't tweeted yet. Uh, Trump. Yeah. Oh, d- isn't he on his own um thing? I think he's on his yeah, own. Yeah, but because he got kicked off of Twitter, now he's back on. Yeah, Twitter. but he like owns. Doesn't he own some stake in like um this alt Twitter thing? Doesn't that he tweets he from negative net worth? I don't know, man. I've been channel. I've been channeling out all the kind of Twitter noise uh, to you. Um, I did like his point on the double-edged sword, which is social media. Like it's right. It's just a tool. <laughs> it is a good point yeah. that like we wouldn't be able to do what we do without it, though. Like, and right. that's totally true. And when I, when I was when that part of the podcast, I was like, yeah, there's a decent amount of bank list that like depends on Twitter and YouTube, and if those things went away it would be a lot harder to run. Like for all the backlash against it. And I hear like all of the problems and I often, we talk about many of the problems in social media, right? Um, they, they do exist. It is better than having to go through gatekeepers for everything. Isn't it? Like, how do you even escape from the clutches of mainstream media and cable news without the sort of distribution tools that YouTube provide you, for example? You're right. It's really the algorithm, or like Twitter, provi- Twitter provide you in terms of like. See, that's the that's the thing that like the RSS feed, which we like RSS feed, decentralized technology, no one can stop us, yay! But no algorithm, and that's what centralization gets you is algorithms. Yes, it does get you algorithms, but I think that like the what's nice about RSS feed, I will say, is like you know Spotify is going to move to an alg- algorithm for like recommending podcasts and all of these things, and it'll it'll try it to accrue more yeah, and I more think power. They already do. Yeah. 
But at the base level layer, Spotify, it's still we are hosting our stuff, right? Yeah, uh, ourselves Good on our own server via RSS. And if they ever go evil, we'll just move from Spotify. With YouTube, you don't have that. There's no like equivalent, and like there really should be for video distribution. It's just YouTube. If they remove our platform, like they, that's our list. That's everybody. Right. Um, okay. So politics, economics, we talked about a little bit. Um, I thought he had some, like, I was glad I was, I was, cause the episode was going so well, the conversation with him was going so well. And then I thought I was going to ask him about, um, inflation mm. and he wasn't going to bring up the fed, but he was like, no, it was the, it was the fed. It was the fed. Right. This is what sober media journalism, <laughs> like the correct answers. Can you imagine? I mean, there is a right and a wrong answer for this, and yes. he definitely had the right answer. Yeah, which is kind of a. I think Sagar is one of those guys that would kind of get down to the bottom of anything in any industry. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, you know, I'm I'm glad because I know finance isn't quite his field, but um, I did feel bad, man. He lost money in BlockFi. Did you feel like when he said that? I I just, I'd be like, I'm sorry. It's one of those things where it's like, damn, how far did the tentacles of crypto yield go? really goddamn far dude i had a friend who um texted me is like um oh no been listening to bankless from, from the beginning and is like i have x k in um gemini lend i got that text i was like shit man i'm sorry uh gemini yeah. earn excuse me gemini earn, yeah, right. um like i feel bad right about this and like yeah. it, he know he's been listening to bankless from day one and he's like like, I knew that Celsius and BlockFi was bad news. I kind of thought Gemini might be different, and I was willing I to risk too. it. I thought it all with some portion. And I'm like, look, man, that's a that's a total reasonable take. Right. Like you know all the bankless principles. All surprised. And yet, there's some APY in there, and the UX is easy, and it's Gemini, and you don't think you have to worry about it. But you did in this case. And we don't know, like maybe, maybe Gemini has a way to finagle. Its See, way I out mean, of this. people think that if you're with, with Genesis, you're going to get seventy five percent on the dollar minimum, uh, per, potentially. I like the speculation here, um, but like it was that final. The, it was Genesis that connected it to like U.S. regulated companies. Um, it's just, like my mind on this whole thing is like how toxic the concept of yield is to begin with. Like yield, yield where somebody's borrowing your assets to do something else with on the other side is like, well, you're the product again. Well, but it doesn't have to be. I mean, only like, I mean, I don't feel the same with like um, Ave, for example, uh, collateral backed lending. Right, correct. That sort of yes, thing. This was uncollateralized, yes, under collateralized yes. lending. And it was also like, yeah. we couldn't view source it. Um, anyway, I just, I don't know what to say to people other than like, sorry. I'm sorry this happened. You can't be like, yeah. You should have gone bankless, bro. What am I telling you? <laughs> like, uh, and look, I had funds in uh, some of these exchanges. You know, I was trying to collect them right. all, right? So, um, yeah, it, that sucks. And I feel bad for Sagar. And I just, on behalf of our industry, I'm sorry this happened to you. It's yeah. all I can kind of think to say. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> it, would li- it would like to see uh, uh, how many people got effed by contagion in 2022 that would be an interesting number and how like and how they're 
responding to that? Are they going to backlash all the, their way out of... I, I mean, Sagar was a very healthy response to me, which was just like, hey, I know there were risks. I got greedy. I lost some money. I kind of knew better. But I'm still in. Like, that is a very um, responsibility-taking right. type of um, posture. But I understand that's not going to be everyone's posture to this. Right. Right. And, yeah. I don't know. What more can you say, right? Um, there's, yeah. <laughs> Just have to wait and heal, I guess. All right. What else, man? Anything else on this episode? No, I want to do another one with him. We should go should on his Crystal podcast. On. Maybe we could be their crypto correspondents and they have questions oh about crypto. How often do you think they talk about crypto? I don't think very often. Uh, they probably did with the FTX thing, you know, here or yeah, there. Yeah, the FTX thing. A little bit. The FTX thing, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, right, guys. Yeah. Well, you know what? Premium members, thank you for subscribing. Thank you. Thank you for supporting new media and uh, independent voices. This is, uh, this is important. We, we greatly appreciate you.